You may be seated and take your Bible and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and we're going to look at verses 10 through 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 10 through 15, and I'm going to be reading out of the New King James translation. And if you got your Bible app, you can just uh, you can press the Bible there and it'll come up the scriptures, or you can press the sermon notes and the scriptures will be in blue that you can press to read those. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verses 10 through 15. Now I just finished up a series that I've been preaching on about fear not, and now we're going into the Thanksgiving week and then into Christmas, and so I'm kind of making a transition this morning with a focus of a message I'm going to preach on about the seeds of Thanksgiving. Seeds of Thanksgiving. And uh, it was a year or two ago that uh, one of my grandkids had got in some gifts that they got, had got a bag of some of their favorite treats. And uh, with that bag of favorite treats, uh, I was thinking that we'll probably have to keep a close eye on them because they'll be gobbling all these treats down and they'll get sick from eating all these sweets. Well, to my surprise, uh, shortly after they had got that bag and opened it up, I began to hear some of the other grandkids saying, thanks, thanks. And so I turned around and I was surprised that 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 grandson was giving all the other grandkids some of their treats. And so as I watched that, uh, they went around and gave every grandchild one of the treats out of the bag. And so I went up to them and uh, actually it wasn't me, it was one of the, uh, one of the other ladies went up to them and said, you know, those treats are for you and the other kids are getting gifts too and th- treats. You don't have to share it with all of them, you know, you, these are for you. And they said, well, that's okay, they like these treats too. And so they had gone around and given every one of the grandkids one of their treats because they knew that they liked them too. And by doing that, they were planting seeds of thanksgiving. Because what caught my attention was when I heard those grandkids saying, thanks, thanks. And I was like, what are they giving all these thanks for? And I turned around and saw what was happening. Well, as we look at the scriptures today in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and those verses 10 through 15, the Lord has given us this principle about seeds of thanksgiving. Just like that grandson gave a treat to the other grandkids and it created thanksgiving in them, God wants us to do as adults, as teenagers, as kids, He wants us to follow this same principle of planting seeds of thanksgiving. So let's look at these scriptures together this morning in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verses 10 through 15 and see what the Lord has to say to us. Listen carefully. It says, Now may He... And you'll notice that's in capital, which means it's talking about the Lord. Now may he who supplies seeds to the sower. There's a sudden reality that we need to get that the reality that God has given us seeds and we are to be sowers, right? He didn't say I'm giving you seeds to eat like sunflower seeds or for those who have played ball and like to chew on sunflower seeds. He didn't say that he has given us seeds to eat. He says that he is the one who has supplied seeds To the sower, and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. So the Lord is telling us that He wants to take the seeds that He gives us, and we are to multiply that and to increase more fruits of righteousness. So what basically the Lord is telling us, He wants us to take those seeds and be sowers of those seeds, so that we create a contagious movement among other people of doing the same righteous things that we do. It goes on to say in verse 11, while you are enriched in everything for all liberality, 
which causes thanksgiving through us to God. There's that contagious thanksgiving. For the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgiving to God. While through the proof of this ministry. So the Bible is letting us know right there that these seeds of righteousness, these seeds that create seeds of thanksgiving that we do, is proof of the ministry that God has given us. It's basically proof of our faith and where we are. It goes on to say in that verse uh, that they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ and for your liberal sharing. And you notice that word liberal is in there twice. It's not talking about being liberal in our viewpoint of kind of halfway doing things about God, but it's talking about doing the things of God in abundance. It used that word previously in uh, verse 11, liberality. And then it mentions that again in this uh, verse about being liberal and sharing. So it goes on saying, for your liberal sharing with them and all men, and verse 14, and by their prayer for you, who long for you because of the exceeding grace of God in you, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Now it's pretty clear, if you look at that scripture, you can see that God has given us a lesson, a principle to learn about thanksgiving. Now, here's a few things that I think that God wants us to take from these scriptures to apply to our own personal life as we go into this thanksgiving season. Here's the number one thing. He wants us to come to this principle, this reality in our life. Everything we receive is a seed from God to plant. Everything that we receive from God is like a seed that he wants us to receive, but to plant that seed. Now, I want to pause there for just a second because that will go against the grain of what typically you see in the world. Because what we typically see in the world is that when you receive something, you embrace it, you hang on to it, and you don't let anybody else get it. But here the Lord is saying, I want you to receive seed from me and plant it. Looking back at that verse 10 that I read, now may he who supplies seed to the sower, which means God's not counting on us to have to come up with things ourselves. He's saying, I'm going to give you things. But when I give you things, I want you to in return give it out to others to plant those seeds. And he reminds us, he's the one that gives us the bread for food. He's the one that's supplying our seed. And he wants us just to multiply the fruits of our righteousness. So here the Bible is letting us know that everything that we receive is a seed from God to plant. Let that soak in very deeply. Everything that we receive is a seed from God to plant. Now, does that mean that we can't enjoy the blessings that God gives us? Yes, he wants us to receive it. Remember my grandson, and I told you how that uh, he was giving those treats to all the other grandkids, and he said, they like these treats too. Now, he had already popped one in his mouth. He had already enjoyed the blessing of that gift that he had received, but he had then in return shared it or planted that seed so it would multiply If we were to study the Bible, we'll see that God not only promises to provide our need, but he promises to provide our seed. He promises to meet the needs in our life with the bread and the food that we need, the clothes on our back, the home that we live in, the vehicles that we drive, the money that we have in the bank. God promises he's going to meet the needs of our life to exist on this earth. 
But he not only promises to meet it in the way that it's meeting our needs, but it's also providing for us seeds to plant into everybody else's life. Now, would you agree with me that that really kind of goes against the grain of the way the world sees things, isn't it? The grain of the world is if I get a blessing, if I receive something, it's mine, hallelujah, enjoy it, have a good time. But when we see it from a Christian standpoint, we see a blessing that God gives us and our thoughts are, hey, this is not only a blessing to me, but this God has given this to me so I can be a blessing to someone else. That's planting the seeds. And when God gives us blessings, it comes into our hand, but God doesn't want it to just touch our hand. He wants it to touch our heart because our hearts is that fertile soil which causes growth to come from there. So the first principle I believe that God wants us to get about these seeds of thanksgiving is every single thing that you and I receive as a blessing in our life, whether it's financial blessings, whether it's food blessings, whether it's clothes blessings, house blessings, car blessings, whatever it may be, it's not, woohoo, I got it in my hands, it's mine, but God wants you to get it into your heart and let it take root and be a seed that multiplies into other people's life. So remember, your heart It's the fertile soil that produces more, and God wants those blessings to come in your life that go beyond your hand and get into your heart. So everything God gives us, everything we receive, is intended to be a seed to plant. Second principle I believe God wants us to get from this is that God expects us to sow our blessings into other people. It's not only just getting seeds from God to plant, but he's wanting us to plant it so that it is a blessing to other people. And a lot of times we receive things in our life and we're thinking this, how can I use this so that I can be more prosperous? And we're thinking I want to be more prosperous because that will raise my standard of living. And we all like to live at a higher standard of living, don't we? We like to have the nicer cars, the nicer homes, the nicer clothes, the nicer guns, the nicer pocketbooks, the nicer golf clubs, the nicer fishing rods. We like all the nicer things in life. And a lot of times when we first get blessings into our life, say financially, we are thinking, all right, this is great. God has prospered me to raise my standard of living. But in truth, God has blessed you and prospered you to raise your standard of giving. You see, when God, when we understand this principle, when God prospers us, when he blesses us, it's not just to raise our standard of living but it's to raise our standard of giving. How many times do we actually think about that? When God has blessed us with maybe a raise on the job that we work, or maybe we have bought something and we sell it and we make some profit off of it, when have we thought, hey, God has blessed me with extra so I can give extra to something else? to some other means of showing my faith and my righteousness, to minister to somebody else in their life, to sow a seed in somebody else's life so that blessings can flow into them. You see, God is wanting us to be blessed so we can turn around and bless someone else. As I talked about the mentality about the world, the world's mentality is that if I get blessed with extra, I get a little extra gain, a little job raise, a prosperity, That's all about me being able to have something better, something more. But what God is teaching us in the principles in in Corinthians here is that our mentality should be, God has blessed me, 
so I can give more to someone else, to some other need, to some other ministry, so that the work of God is carried on. So God expects us to sow our blessings into other people. And I believe if you can get this in your mind, God doesn't prosper me to raise my standard of living, but God prospers me to raise my standard of giving. To raise my standard of giving. The third principle, I think, here, and, you know, as I was thinking about that, uh, I mentioned about my grandson that they got those treats, and he, he did pop one in his mouth. You know, he ate that treat. He enjoyed it, but he began to share it with others. That's that principle of when you get something and knowing you can be a blessing to somebody else, to think in that mentality. The third principle I think that God wants us to get from this scripture is that our generosity is proof of our faith in God. I want to look at this verse 13 that I read to you. And here's what it says. While through the proof of this ministry, they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ and for your liberal sharing with them and all men. Now, what is that verse saying? It's saying that when you and I do what God has just said, that he blesses us with seeds, Blessings in our life so that we can plant it in somebody else's life and multiply blessings to them. That when others see the proof of our ministry or they see the proof of our lifestyle or the way that we see life and that we want to be a blessing to others, that it is a confession of our obedience to God. It's a confession of our gospel of Christ and how that we are liberal in our sharing of others. They see Christianity as not a closed fist but an open hand. And shouldn't that be the way the world sees Christianity? Not a closed fist, but an open hand. Now, I don't know if if you've been like me, but uh, over the years sometimes you hear things on the news or you hear a story about somebody and it's something related to Christianity and you go, man, I just don't want the rest of the world to hear stories like that. There was a a few years ago that... uh, There seemed to be just kind of this chain reaction of some things in the news of some ministry person who had either sexually assaulted a child or been convicted of some other thing that was either sexual or some other thing. And it was like two or three times within just a few months I heard something in the news about some pastor or youth minister. And when I'd hear it, I'd go, God, what is wrong with these folks? That's not what the message of Christianity should be. That's not the message that we want the world to hear. And I'm not saying that we want to hide anything. I'm saying that's not the lifestyle that we want to live that is the message to other people. We want them to know that the message of Christianity is that we love, not lust. That we want to be those who are giving to others, not taking for ourselves. And so when I see these things in the news and stuff, I I begin to cringe inside because I'm seeing that this is the wrong evidence of my faith, of my Christianity. I don't want the other people in the world to think that that's just the way Christians are. They're in this, and here's what it appears to people outside the church when they hear these stories. Oh, yeah, they dress up nice. They carry their little Bibles to church, and they smell good, but they're just really... Sinful people deep underneath all that. Now, we know we're all sinners, aren't we? There's none in here, including this pastor, that is without sin. We all have sin in our life, but we don't want that to be the lifestyle that we live. 
Matter of fact, the Bible tells us very clearly that in the Scriptures that this lifestyle of continual sin or habitual sin cannot exist in the Christian life. That's not what we're made of. That's not what we believe and That's not what we want to present. And so the Scripture is saying that when we show evidence of generosity, it creates thanksgiving to other people and they see the proof of our ministry and who we really are. When we're not closed fist, but we're open-handed. The last thing I think that God wants to see, and you know, when I was thinking about this proof of our faith, I thought about James, and James was talking about uh, that we live by faith, but our faith is also shown in our works. And you may remember, if you've studied the book of James before, the epistle of James, that James made this statement, show me your faith without works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. And what James was saying is, if you say that you have faith in God, but you don't have to do nothing with that faith, if that's what your faith is, let me show you my faith by the things that I am actively doing to serve God. The Bible, the Apostle Paul, matter of fact, in this same book, 2 Corinthians, if we were to go up just a few verses in verse 7, he tells us that God loves a cheerful giver. When you take that principle, it's like the work of giving is our faith in action. And that's what God wants us to be. Our generosity is proof of our faith. Here's the fourth and last principle I believe God wants us to see about these seeds of thanksgiving that comes from generosity. And that is, when others are blessed, it creates more thanksgiving to God. When we're blessed, there's one thanksgiving if we give thanksgiving to God. But when God gives us something and we turn around and we give it to others or we share it with others, that creates more thanksgiving to God. When, I gave, when we gave that grandchild this bag of goodies and they said, thank you, that was one thank you, wasn't it? But when I heard him sharing it with the other grandkids and I heard, thanks, thanks, thanksgiving was multiplying, wasn't it? And that's the principle that God is teaching us in these scriptures. And that is, if we take the seed and we think it's just to raise our standard of living instead of raising our standard of giving then there's one thanks that goes to God. But when we plant those seeds in other people's lives and then they see our generosity, they raise thanksgiving to God. And so it multiplies our thanksgiving. And so thanksgiving becomes contagious when our giving becomes outrageous. Wouldn't it be great to just be known? What are you doing leaving those blessings up there with her by herself? Get back up there. <laughs> Oh, you're just leaving your offering. That's good, Zach. If y'all didn't notice that, that was Zach. He was, went out with his wife with those blessed 30-something kids. And I thought he was sneaking back in, leaving his wife by herself. But apparently he realized he left his offering and he's passing it along to someone to give away. But uh, God, uh, when we receive from God blessings from him and we give thanks to him, he wants us to share that with others so that others are giving thanks to God. Now, you might say, well, wait a minute. If God gives us and we say thanks to God, that's a thanks to God. But if we give to somebody else and they say thanks, that's a thanks to us. But what the Scripture is telling us, when they know who we are and they see that that's part of our faith, that thanks is not only to us for sharing with them, but it's thanks raised to God because we have shared through Christ. I want you to go back and look at this verse with me when it talks about uh, through us. And uh, 
says in verse 12, For the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also in abounding through many thanks God, thanksgiving to God. While through the proof of this ministry they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ and for your liberal sharing with them and all men and by their prayers for you who long for you because of the exceeding grace of God in you. Those, all those verses kind of sandwiching together are basically saying this, that when we share with other people and they see our faith, not only does it cause them to be thankful to us, but they know where the heart of that thanks or that giving came from, and so it gives praise back to God. And they pray for us. You know, it was almost when I was reading that, it was almost like, I almost got a little bit of humor. It's almost like when we give to others and they know we're giving because of our faith, they pray that God will bless us and we'll give them some more. (laughs) It's almost the way it seems when you read that. But they pray for us because they see the grace of God in us and through us. Now, as I say that, about God blessing us, and us seeing it not to take into our hands, but to take into our heart. To not be closed fist, but be open-handed with the blessings that seeds that God plants in our lives for us to share it with somebody else. And there's probably, possibly, somebody in here today that you're thinking, well, I want to give more. I want to give more to the church. I want to give more to other ministries. I want to give more to help other people that are in need. And when, when I can afford it, I'll give more. Has, has anybody in here in any phase of life, whether it's having a kid, getting married, or doing something, I've even heard people that uh, have been real tight with their money and they, they haven't gone on a vacation. I had somebody that said, we're going on vacation, we, uh, we haven't been in four years, and that's not, very, that's not very common. Most people have multiple vacations during the year, but this one person said to me, we ain't been on vacation in four years, and we're going because we finally saved up enough money to afford to go. And that's good that they were saving up, but when I hear sometimes those statements about, I'll do it when I can afford it, sometimes that carries over in ministry and giving to others. I'll give to others when I can afford it. And uh, it reminded me of a little poem that I heard. I want you to listen to this, this poem about a couple getting married. Here's how the poem goes. The bride, bent with age, leaned over her cane. Her steps were uncertain, but she needed some guiding. And while down the church aisle with a toothless smile, the groom in a wheelchair came gliding. And who is this elderly couple that's about to be wed? Well, you'll find out if you explore it closely that this is a rare conservative pair who waited till they could afford it. Little humorous poem that I read one time about a couple that they didn't get married till they could afford it. They were old, crippled, toothless. But they got married when they could afford it. Sometimes our mentality of giving to others, helping others, is kind of like this couple. When we can afford it, I'll do it. Well, the Bible doesn't say God blessed us, and he says he'll keep blessing us till we can afford it to give. He says every seed that he's given us is to be a seed of generosity, to plant in somebody else's life so that thanksgiving will go to God. So don't wait till you can afford it. Go ahead and give, and you'll see that God will multiply it back to you many times over. Lord, we come to you this morning, and Lord, I thank you, God, for this precious scripture that teaches us the reality of what thanksgiving really is all about. It's not just about 
thanking you and being thankful for the blessings that we have. But also, it's a time for us to plant some seeds of thanksgiving in somebody else's life. And so, Lord, I just pray, God, that every one of us would be challenged during this Thanksgiving and Christmas season to look at the blessings that you give us, the things that you provide for us, and to know that that you don't prosper us just so it will raise our standard of living, but you would prosper us so that we would raise our standard of giving. And so, God, I pray that if there's any one of us that may think, well, when I can afford it, when I got extra, I'll be a blessing to somebody else. I'll help somebody in need. But right now, I just need to be focused on myself and getting things good and stable in my own life. But Lord, I have found over and over, especially by the widow's might, that you brought much attention to the disciples to see her. She came into the temple and all she had was a couple of mites and she put it in. Many others the disciples had seen come by and they had people who had great gain and had put great amounts of offering in. But you, Lord, didn't say a word about it. You said something about that one woman who gave two little mites the smallest coin value that they had at that time. And she gave those two mites, and you brought everyone's attention and said, Did you see her? She gave all that she had. And it wasn't the value of the coins, but it was the value of her heart that you were drawing attention to. And so, Lord, I believe that during this Thanksgiving season, during this Christmas season, you want us to, each one, maybe take a little look at what the value of our heart is. And whether we're living our life with closed fists or open hands. And so, Lord, I pray, God, that during this Thanksgiving Christmas season, that we realize every blessing, everything that we prosper in, everything that comes into our life in any form is a blessing of a seed from you for us to take that seed and to plant it in someone else's life, whether it be in ministry, whether it be through the church, whether it be through someone who has a need that we just individually know. Lord, everything that you've given us is an opportunity for us to plant a seed, to multiply righteousness in someone else's life and to be a blessing to them. So God, I pray that you just help us to live our life, not with a closed fist, but with an open hand, and to plant those seeds of thanksgiving because generosity can become contagious. And Lord, I just pray, God, that you would just stir us on to great generosity in this Christmas and Thanksgiving season. And Lord, we're going to give you the praise and the honor and glory for those lives that are touched. And it's in your holy name we pray. Amen.